I mean, from a really young age, um, I was dealing with sexual abuse and going to courtroom classes when I was around five. And then it's like, even talking about like my voice is shaking because I'm like, girl, you've been through a lot, but it's Mm -hmm. been so much um, incest in my family and then being raised Mormon. That's a whole other layer. Like in the last two years, my brain has been able to wrap around the narcissism that both my parents had. So they were kind Mm -hmm. of this perfect storm. And then being a massage therapist, it's like, it's just this, I really duped myself because I laid in bed one night and I thought like, what am I going to do with my life? (laughs) And I thought, (laughs) I really want to be like a therapist and doing, you know, body work and stuff for over a decade. It was this whole other layer of seeing how so many other people are affected by sexual psychological abuse. And it's just in there. Right. You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. Welcome to another episode of the On Call Empath. How are you guys? I hope uh, you've been enjoying this podcast episodes. Today, I have a really cool guest, a true empath, author, coach, and a survivor of trauma. We're going to be discussing all sorts of different topics from narcissism, trauma, um, empowered empaths. Um, So granted, if you guys are an empath or a highly sensitive person, this is definitely an episode you want to tune into. So with that said, Rebecca Gierfo, I hope that I said that right. How are you doing today? You nailed it. You nailed it. (laughs) Raj, I'm doing so good. I'm excited to talk with you. Yes. And in fact, I was listening to your podcast and that's what kind of actually got me to kind of listen to your path and your journey in life. And, um, and I don't know if it was like your Instagram, it was like the last day where you were going to kind of just, uh, go maybe pause it or, or go off Instagram, I sent you a DM and you actually replied, which is totally the universe trying to tell me like last second. And you did reply. So thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so funny because I've had so many people, especially during like, you know, one-on-one sessions, <laughs> it cracks me up because I'm, I'm like in my jammies drinking tea and I've had people... <laughs> Talk to me and be like, I can't believe it's you. And I'm like, it's just me. <laughs> well, you got some presents, so that's good. Oh, well, I'm I'm really excited we could connect. That was perfect timing. Yes, and I'm glad that you contacted me and uh, we were able to work this out. So this yeah. is definitely going to be a good treat for all the empaths out there. Um, now, just as far as like the social media, like I, I was kind of um, seeing what you were doing and I was thinking of going on a cleanse myself because I felt like with everything that's going on in the world with the p- pandemic and the, the elections, the stress, I'm just starting to get overwhelmed. And I wanted to ask you, like when you went on your cleanse, right. did that, what did that feel like? And, and did that really help you like clear your, your whole mind and everything? I mean, absolutely. And I'm very, I have to watch myself because I'm a very like 110% fuck it person. I don't, you know what I mean? If I make a decision about something, I'm like, let's go. And so, I mean, I, I deleted and deactivated everything and I had to keep 
YouTube so I can upload videos for um, my Patreon page, but I just kind of unlisted everything. And I mean, when I did it, I knew that I just needed to do it because I'm going through a whole other cycle of healing stuff with my family. So I was like, girl, give yourself some space to breathe, you know, widen those boundaries. But then after it was like, I could just hear my higher self be like, you are way too worth it to make yourself so accessible. <laughs> like, let people find you. Don't, it's so, oh, it's, I mean, social media is like a shopping mall and it can be so exhausting because I have often heard this kind of message from my spirit family all the time that wisdom does not need to yell. And unfortunately, when you're on social media, it feels like you have to yell. It feels like you have to, right? It feels like you have to kind of mm -hmm. twist and turn things so people will hear it the way that you want it to be heard and kind of, you know, and I realized being on there constantly, even when I tried to space it out and have limits during the week, I was like, it's pulling me away from myself and it's putting my radio dial on scan so I can't be in my own magic space. And like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. where we need to connect with each other from is from our own individual space. Yeah, I'm glad you share that. I mean, especially not just myself personally, but empaths, highly sensitive people themselves, they need time to kind of de-stress. But I feel like with social media nowadays, they have to go above and beyond and trying to scream to get their message. Look at me, look at me, or I'm not valid. And that's one of the traits with empaths that if we don't feel validated right. or people are kind of giving us the attention, um, right. it, it starts to wear on our, you know, on our souls and um, depression, anxiety all starts to go up. And so I commend you for, for able to, you know, cut all that out. I don't know if I could cut everything out. I know you still have your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that'll probably, I hope I'm still just recording and posting stuff when I'm 90. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so... So after you did all that, I know that uh, you were trying to find direction and go, you know, kind of re reamp yourself. Um, are you still in the process of kind of doing that? Or are you just kind of just uh, kind of sitting back and trying to figure out what's your next move? I think I'm already on the move. I think, <laughs> I think it's really interesting because... In 2018 is when I was writing and getting my book out. Mm -hmm. And then it's like these past two years that followed, like I kind of knew it'd be like that, mm -hmm. but now I've experienced it. It was like, it was the whole digestion period mm. of, okay, well now that I've put all this down, who am I now? Right. And so I'm, I kind of feel like I'm wrapping up that cycle. And so now here in November, it's like, it's like, I've gotten to this place. I don't want to sound cheesy, but all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> I'm just supposed to have fun. Like yeah. I knew that, but it's kind of like, when you realize that people are paying attention to you, mm -hmm. it's really easy to get in your head and go, oh, I, I, I have to do this right. I was just having fun before, but now I have to like do it for real. Like right. now I have to really show up. And I realized how much I was getting in that zone and I wasn't just playing. 
And when I play, that's when the highest wisdom comes through because my own fear and judgment doesn't get it all tangled in knots. So it's kind of been this, I don't know, this great, all these hobbies are coming up and like I have pieces of episode, like so many pieces of episode recorded to come out. It's not even funny. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited, you know, in the next month to see how things kind of shift and change and yeah, I'm really, but we do, I think we have to allow space right. for things to evolve and shift and then we can be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> now this fits. Now it works. Right. Time, yeah. time for regression. And in fact, like I was at that point too, where I was getting so much inundated with expectations that I have to do this and I have to do that. And I'm right. like thinking to myself, I don't have to do anything. But with that said, um, I just want to switch gears here for a little bit. I know that uh, when I did talk to you, um, you had gone through some traumatic experience, and some narcissism, um, and even like uh, incest. And, and I just wanted to, you know, kind of get some feedback from you. And if you can share that, um, your experience with us on, on, on what you went through. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean... I don't know. It's kind of like that thing where someone asks you, what's your favorite song? And your mind goes blank. Cause you're like, I have so many, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> but I think I'm finally, even though it might sound silly, I feel like I'm finally just now really starting to get comfortable with being like, I know what I'm talking about. Like I didn't have to study it. I've lived it and been able to study it for 33 years. So it's, mm-hmm. It's, you know, experience is where we actually learn. And so, I mean, from a really young age, um, I was dealing with sexual abuse and going to courtroom classes when I was around five. And then it's like, even talking about like my voice is shaking because I'm like, girl, you've been through a lot, but it's Mm -hmm. been so much um, incest in my family and then being raised Mormon. That's a whole other layer. (laughs) So then I think really like in the last two years, my brain has been able to wrap around the narcissism that both my parents had. So they were kind Mm -hmm. of this perfect storm. And then being a massage therapist, it's like, it's just this, I really duped myself because I laid in bed one night and I thought like, what am I going to do with my life? (laughs) And I thought, (laughs) I really want to be like a therapist, but I don't know if I'd be able to not take everybody's problems home. And all of a sudden popped in my head, I could do massage because they won't have to talk to me. I'm going (laughs) to do that. But boy, do people talk to you when they're not saying a word, right? So it's like then doing, you know, body work and stuff for over a decade, it was this whole other layer of seeing how so many other people are affected by sexual, psychological abuse. And it's just in there. Right. And... So it's been it's been really wild because I want to say like last year maybe on the podcast like I kind of wanted to stay away from talking about narcissists too much because I felt like mm-hmm. the topic was so oversaturated. Right. And then I started to realize I feel like I'm only hearing it from this place of like anger and black right. and white thinking. And not to sound too harsh, but I'm like I mean so many of the people that I would listen, you know, talk about it a part of me felt like, but I still feel like you're not happy. Mm-hmm. Like if all of this worked so well for you, why does it feel like you're still there? Like something's 
missing here. Something <laughs> we're missing, you right. know, we're missing a piece. And, you know, if you heard my um, interview I did with Miss Annie that wrote The Ugliest Word, it was so great to hear her, <laughs> you know, giggling and everything. And it's like, when we discuss something like incest, it's been this perfect timing because we have things like racism and mm-hmm. homophobia and pedophilia coming up. And I'm like, hell wow. yes, because people like to compartmentalize these things as rare, horrific, you know, right. it's like the little corners of America you don't see. And I'm like, that's not true. It's so prevalent. And I think that's where I know I might be like going in circles here. I tend to do that, but <laughs> I think um, I think that's where my passion for talking about this, kind of from my perspective, has just really caught fire because so many people have emailed me, you know, for years and been like, "I've done the positive mantras, I've done the yoga, mm-hmm. I've done the, it's not working, <laughs> like it's right. not working." And I'm like, "Well, if we really don't believe what we're doing." because everything's buried under shame that we're not willing to address, then none Mm -hmm. of it's going to work. Exactly. So it doesn't mean we have to stay in the anger and the rage and the injustice, but we have to go there. We have, our emotions are so magic if we will let the wisdom come through them so we can move and not stay stuck in those spaces. So I think that's, I think that's why the narcissist topic has gotten so big. Is yes. it's, like, it's like that ping pong ball where we're like, <laughs> how can how can someone be so awful and I'm so mad and I want to get over this, but then when I separate from them, I'm still mad. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this? So right, yeah. I mean, some some people some people dedicate their podcast just to narcissism, and yeah. In fact, I think in the next episode, I have a narcissist specialist coming in just talking about narcissism that's all he does but um, it is it's very very it's growing because I think more people are finding out I don't know how big of the population is a narcissist but I'm I'm assuming a lot are and so it it is uh, you know more more and talk uh, more talked about more than ever and um, so with that said I mean it must have been hard for you because I saw like your IG before your Instagram and the the way you were talking. And I mean, you have like this energy about you. Um, and I wish the, the, the listeners out there, um, could actually see you and talk because Mm -hmm. there's something, um, there's something energetically positive, just the way you talk. So I would have never guessed, um, all this trauma that you've gone through in the past. I mean, living with, uh, probably a family that was, I don't know how, uh, how strict they were, um, as far as religion, but then on top of that, going through the incest, how, how did you turn out the way you did today? I mean, as far as, I mean, do you have codependency? Do you have, um, something that you did to kind of get you, get you to a point where you are now where you're actually looked upon as, um, actually a healer and someone that can coach other people, right? I mean, you were a teacher before, correct? Right. And I think like, thank you so much for saying that, by the way, that made me feel so good. So I really appreciate (laughs) it. Well, I'm being honest. I mean, it's hard for people to just turn it around like that. I mean. Yeah. And it's kind I think, I think maybe that's the magic is there's no, 
turning it around, it's more seeing the panoramic of it. Mm -hmm. Because I think, I'm <laughs> like credit to my spirit family. I don't think as a child, I knew how much I was leaning on the spirit world or the unseen. And I've had people say to me during astrology readings, and I can tell they're almost frustrated with me, like, you have mediumship skills, like, really <laughs> heavy in here. Why aren't you? And I think part of me has always felt an aversion to it because I'm like, I think it's like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like a skill to me. It feels like something that's accessible to all of us. Mm -hmm. You just have to lean in. And because I couldn't trust in my born family, I just kind of started this natural lean. And like when I think about it, I can just picture like hours and hours and hours. I would be outside on the front porch in the dark listening to music or sitting on the tower of our boat in the back. And I would just talk for hours to my spirit family. And it was like, even when I was like 10 and 11, it was just like, man, this is a shit show. But this <laughs> is why there's so many people in the world who are in so much pain because they've learned to stay loyal to their family, not love. And I think that's why I've always also had this aversion to survival for empaths because I'm like, nobody should be surviving. And that's to me what causes the narcissism to grow is because somebody learned to survive their pain, not heal it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of like, again, how my, you know, I could like feel it in my voice earlier. Like, I'm amazed sometimes, like, how did I come out like this? Like, how did, how did it turn <laughs> out okay? But I think right. that's what it is. It's like, it's been like, I've been able to process it a bite at a time because I was always addressing it and I wasn't looking away from it so much. So it kind of, yes. I think that's so important for people to know. It's like, it's a hot mess and that's normal. And it's not an overnight process and it's not supposed to be because every day that you uncover something else, you expand, you let a little more magic in and you're like, oh my God, it's all worth it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, most of the people that are tuning in, um, I mean, they're either trauma victims or empaths or highly sensitive people uh, or someone's just going through a hard time. And a lot of times what we'll do is, um, you know, well, we won't be, we won't heal. And so we'll have hate and we'll right. just kind of take it out on the world and it just compounds. And so that's why I kind of wanted you to be a guest on this show. It's like, look, you, it can, I mean, somebody that's gone through so much and then you, I, I wouldn't say like, like you said, you, you're still in the process of working it out and, and, but you made it work. And um, yeah. that's the, that's the message I want to kind of send across to all the listeners out there that, uh, it can be done. And, and I believe you, you had mentioned a couple of times on your podcast, you know, you said that uh, we already have everything we need. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very powerful in itself. Um, and I think social media and all the things that are going on in the world is taking that away from our true sense of who we are, mm -hmm. especially if you've been through a lot of trauma. Um, so what, what is your plans like moving forward in the future? Like, is do you, are you planning on, I know you have some books out and you want to maybe do, I mean, you're doing coaching also mm -hmm. or. Yeah, I, um, 
I have so like I have so much that I want to do in the future that I think I've needed this quiet time to be like you don't <laughs> have to do it in a year. <laughs> like you can just keep right. it coming. But I have my next book. I'm like I'm just so excited about, but everything has worked out so perfectly this year because every time something has evolved, I'm like, this book is becoming way more than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. And it's, it's basically just going to be a collection of pictures and poems and short stories of everything Mm -hmm. that I've always wanted to say. But I started out with, it's just because it's kind of like, I feel like sometimes I'll start sentences with like, it's just as a way of being like, this isn't a big deal. Forget I ever said it. I just need to say it right now, but it's nothing. Don't worry about it. But every time (laughs) I say it's just whatever follows it is like earth shattering and something I've been holding on to for 30 years. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I'm really excited to do that. And I have, I want to do a course just on like empaths solidifying their own identity And yeah, then I have a follow-up memoir I want to do. And then I have a fiction that I already have mapped. So there's a lot. So I've definitely been like, I'm just going to breathe for a minute and knit and enjoy (laughs) myself. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. I mean, that is amazing that you have all this stuff coming up um, and that you probably have to restart your social media, I would imagine, if you want to kind of get your stuff out there too. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't. I don't, I'm, I mean, that might sound well, you, nutty, but you can hope that people are going to find out about your book, but yeah, it's kind of, you know, boy, if that's not one of the hardest fucking things there is, because I remember I was sitting, um, I was living out West for a hot minute and I was sitting in this little cabin and I was journaling, you know, talking to my spirit family and they were kind of laughing at me because I was studying with this Kumu who, I already knew in my gut that she was very much a narcissist and very manipulative. But of course I was, that was like my family. So I was like, Ooh, this is who I need to be with. And they were kind of laughing because they were like, Oh my gosh, when are you going to realize you don't need to find anybody else? You can talk to us. And then you don't have a filter of anyone else's experiences or prejudices. You can get it clear from us. And I was like, yeah, but I kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) I want to have a physical person. So right. it can be one of the hardest things to feel what feels right, even if everybody goes, how the hell is that going to work out? And be like, I don't know, I guess we're going to have to see. <laughs> like, I have no right. idea. But I will tell you, I've already been just blown away because it's not, I mean, it's not that I even have ever promoted my podcast and stuff enough because it's just been something fun and it's been part of my own healing process to kind of, yes, you know what I mean? To kind of jump out of the plane and be like, this is really raw and vulnerable and I want to hand this to you so you can get all the goods from it. And then it's not weighing right. on me anymore and it doesn't feel scary. And I've had people message me that have been like, you know, I was in meditation and I kept hearing the word empath and I kept hearing alchemy. And then a week later I was talking with a friend who said I should check out this podcast and it was your podcast. And suddenly like weird. And it's just reminded me like, no, it really can be that magic if we just Mm -hmm. stop listening to everything else for a minute and just know like, 
No, things can be that easy, but you have to give it a chance to be that easy. So we'll just have to, we'll just have, I'm knocking on wood, but (laughs) we'll have to, we'll have to see. But I know, I think that's been the biggest thing for me this year is realizing like, I'm not trying to be the next Brene Brown. (laughs) I'm not trying to, you know, broadcast myself every day. I want to be so happy and so healthy that it's like pouring out of me and then people can find it. And then I don't have to talk them into it. They'll find it when they want it. And I feel like that is the best transaction ever. When you're like, I have something for you and you wanted it. That's perfect. Here you go. (laughs) All yours. That is awesome. All right. So thank you for sharing all that. And, um, Before we take off, I just want to ask you one final thing. If you can share with the audience just maybe one thing before we take off. Uh, And it could be anything that you've learned over the years, especially with the trauma and what you've gone through in life. Uh, Anything you you think that might uh, help an empath out there that's trying to survive with all this pandemic and being stuck at home. Um, What what can you kind uh, kind of give us? I've been telling a lot of people lately, focus on your world and the people in your world and keep your eyes there because really the, you know, entire globe is just your tiny world reflected over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So I think if we can stay really in our own circles and building love and connection in our own circles, that will start to ripple out. But as long as we keep, whoo, it's overwhelming. As long as you keep looking out on everything, right? It's kind of like if you were sailing across the Atlantic and instead of just setting your compass and keeping your eye on the bow, you were trying to spot Scotland. That can, right? That can make it feel like this is, we're never going to get there. (laughs) This is going to be awful. So especially for empaths, I think that's one of the best things we can do is remember, like, we don't heal people by staying loyal to their perspectives and their fear. We can help other people come out of that by staying in love in our own lives. And then they can be like, oh, I can do that too. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I can tell you're very genuine. You come from a good place. It's hard to find authenticity nowadays. And, uh, you def- I definitely felt it when I sp- when I first uh, saw your stuff on uh, Instagram, and so um, I missed actually your account because I used to go there quite a bit. And right when I got there, it was like, okay, it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but with that said, where can we find you, or where if one of my uh, listeners wants to maybe reach out to you or find out about your book, where can they go? I know you have a website, right? Yeah, so it's rebeccagarifo.com. And mm-hmm. I need to actually hook up a link, but I have a Patreon page <laughs> that I've actually started blogging again, and then I'll there share pictures go. and videos. And then mm-hmm. you can just come on there and I'll basically be sharing stuff that before I might've been like, oh gosh, what do I need to say on Instagram? And now I can just write and, and share <laughs> and just kind of check in. And it's also a space, um, you know, if anybody has something they're wondering about in particular, or they're dealing with, you can message me on Patreon, and then I can address it on there and do that. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. At least uh, 
we get we don't lose a contact with you and um you know obviously do you have a date when your books are um set to publish or are you still working on that so too sensitive is out um and that's on paperback kindle and audible and then my next one I'm going to say the next three or four months, I'm just kind of letting it, it's become this whole other project. So I'm kind of like, I can't wait to share with you guys when it comes out, but right now it's still cooking in the oven. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll definitely look forward to that. And thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was a true pleasure having you. Uh, And I'll continue uh, listening to your podcast as well. (laughs) Raj, thank you so much. This was so fun. Yes, definitely. All right, guys, you've heard it here. And uh, if you can please hop on over to the Apple iTunes, let me know how I'm doing so I can bring more empaths and guests on this show from around the world. And so with that said, we are out. You're listening to the On Call Empath.